0: Welcome back to the Health Call Radio Hour. If you've got a question, you don't have to give blood to get the answer. Just drop us a line on the Health Call website at healthcall.live. That's healthcall.live. Or message us on the Health Call Facebook page. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso.
1: Aging well is a central focus around here. I'm on board with all those who think ought to be treating aging as if it were a disease. Instead of simply treating all the usual symptoms and diseases that come along with age, let's look at the root cause and see if there's anything we can do to fight back. So instead of just putting up with that steady downhill slide after age 60, I'm always looking for evidence-based alternatives that help keep us fit and active. And that is why I invited Dr. Nick Fuller to the program today. He is an MD and obesity specialist at the University of Sydney, Australia. His podcast is called Nine Minutes to Better Health. And in a recent episode, he offered several strategies for changing how we eat as we age. It just makes a ton of sense to me because, as Dr. Nick says, our bodies change with age, and so we need to change how we eat.
2: Yeah, it's a fascinating topic and something that I I think a large percentage of the population fail to appreciate. But as we age uh, and during the best best part of our life, um, over the age of 60, 65, our body stops making a lot of enzymes and hormones that are required to digest a lot of the nutrients from food. So there are some important considerations and, and changes you should be making to your diet as you age. But, if, but remember... During a vital part of your life, still a third of your life, um, where you can make essential changes to prevent disease, manage your weight, and improve your quality of life.
1: That's that's very important. I don't think people. I think you're right. I don't think people understand that our stomachs and all uh, all of the organs involved in digestion just aren't quite what they used to be as we get older. So it's important to consider that. There are also some changes in body composition we need to pay attention
2: to. Tell me more about that. Yeah, this is a fascinating, um, I guess, change that's happening within the body. Now, it's it's a scientific term that we call sarcopenia. And as we age, uh, and as early as or the onset starts to happen as early as 40 years, we start to see a decrease in muscle mass. Now, that is known as sarcopenia. As our muscle mass starts to go down, our metabolic rate or our basal metabolic rate starts to decline. It makes it harder to manage our weight, but it also makes it harder to maintain a good quality of life because you're more likely to be subject to to falls. Your independence um, can, can decrease. There's a lot of research around this topic suggesting that if you can do all you can to hold on to your your muscle mass, improve your body composition as you age, more likely lead to lead an independent, um, healthy, long life. So again, coming back to that question you asked at the start, there's hormonal changes that take place, uh, which is you know, somewhat outside of our control. For example, testosterone and growth hormone decreases with age. And again, it starts to happen as early as 40, but it's definitely more evident over the age of 65. And we also see a decrease in estrogen levels in women making it very hard to hold on to our muscle mass but there's factors that you can control like diet and exercise where you can improve your muscle to fat ratio uh, and, and and importantly improve body composition because that is really the determining factor of how efficiently your body is revving along when it comes to diet simple Uh, change we need to focus on is, is protein. And when it comes to exercise, it's resistance training. Now with protein, our needs and our requirements with age actually go up. Our body is less efficient at using the protein that we get from food to make muscle or to maintain our muscle mass stores. So we should be having about 80 grams of protein a day for men and about 60 grams for women. And when it comes to exercise and resistance training, I'm not talking about going to the gym. You don't have to be lifting the heavy iron, but you need to be doing some sort of body weight circuit or resistance training circuit a couple of times a week in the comfort of your own home. These simple things where you're focusing on diet and activity will improve your body composition and importantly, prevent a lot of the disease that does come as we age. So let me go go back on a couple of points you raised there. Does it matter what type
1: of protein I'm eating? Does it matter whether it's animal or vegetable proteins?
2: This is a good point. You can meet your protein requirements through non-animal sources, but it's very hard because the biological value is something that we measure within a food. And that is how efficient we are or how good we can absorb the protein from that particular food. So animal sources, we can get the protein out, get it into the muscles, and use it much more efficiently than non-animal source like a legume um, or a lentil. So look, when it comes to protein, if you can, you should be focusing on including animal product sources like eggs, dairy, some lean meats. And with most of the meals each day, because you're going to get the protein from the, the food um, much more efficiently than if you're just focusing on plant-based sources that are high in protein. your body just can't get that protein out as efficiently.
1: Yeah, I just saw a study not long ago that said the the benefits, the digestibility of eggs and the protein and the vitamins that they give us far outweigh any offset of additional cholesterol.
2: So people need to just kind of set that one aside, right? They do. It's It's something that we're still caught up on. Uh, And you still see with healthcare professionals that fear of of, of eggs uh, because of the fact that, you know, it supposedly increases our blood cholesterol. But that's not the case. Well-controlled, randomized controlled trials have shown that when you eat more eggs or when you eat more foods containing cholesterol, your body simply makes less of it. Your body naturally produces cholesterol. But when you eat those foods, it just means I no longer need to produce as much of it to produce will conduct those vital day-to-day functions. So eggs are a great protein source. They contain all of the amino acids, and therefore they can be a great snack or a food that you include each day. Yeah, I I agree with that completely. That study made a lot of sense to me. Uh, What about
1: other things that our body shifts and goes through? Um, Milk and dairy is an important source not only of protein but also calcium. Walk me through that.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of, I guess, key considerations as we age. Uh, We talked about body composition just then, but two other important uh, nutrient concerns, as you just highlighted, are calcium uh, and vitamin D. Now, calcium, again, comes from all different foods, but how efficiently we absorb the calcium from that food does vary depending on whether it's an animal source or a non-animal source. So the richest source of calcium is dairy. Now, just like um, those hormonal changes that take place with body composition, remember the decrease in testosterone, decreasing growth hormone and estrogen, we also have a decrease in enzymes being produced in the body, which makes it harder to digest and get the minerals out from a lot of these foods. Now, one of those enzymes is lactase. We produce less of it in the small intestine, which means that when we have foods like dairy products, which are high in lactose, it can, be, it can result in side effects, unpleasant side effects like gastrointestinal upset or stomach discomfort. Okay. So we still need to be focusing on including plenty of these sources of calcium because as we age, our, bod- our bones are more subject to, to disease becoming brittle and disease known, this, a disease known as osteoporosis. You need to be getting calcium three times a day, three serves a day. The best source of calcium is your dairy products. If you're experiencing the gastrointestinal side effects, it's just because your lactase enzyme is decreasing as you age. So what do you do? You make the switch to lactose-free products. You're still going to get the same nutrients, the same amount of calcium, the same amount of protein, but they're taking out that lactose sugar.
1: Okay, that's kind of an easy change to make at the supermarket buying lactose-free milk. But what about all those new almond or plant-based milks? Dr. Nick says, watch out, you have to buy the right ones. Some of them are loaded with sugar. We'll get into that in just a moment. And why calcium is just part of the story for your aging bones. Stay with us to hear more from Dr. Nick Fuller and learn to eat for aging well here on the Health Call Radio Hour.
0: This is the Health Call Radio Hour, where treatments are always free, the stethoscope is never cold, and you don't have to wear an exam gown. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. If you're just joining us, we are talking
1: with Dr. Nick Fuller from the University of Sydney, Australia, about a topic he covered on his podcast, Nine Minutes to Better Health. As we age, our digestive systems become less efficient, so it's smart to change the way we eat as the years add up. More protein is important to help fight muscle loss, but so is making sure you get enough calcium. Your body needs something else in addition to that calcium, though, to help move it from the blood into your bones, and that is vitamin
2: D3. This is a very good point you make. I mean, there's very, you know, there's a lot of countries throughout the globe that Struggle to get that required amount of sunlight but just on that point we only need a very very small dose the best source of vitamin d that we can absorb in the body which is d3 vitamin d3 is actually coming from the sunlight so even if you can get five minutes a day that's enough for your body to to produce sufficient stores and then when it comes to food you can actually get from foods but you need to be getting fortified foods so Eggs, for example, uh, can have vitamin D added into to the food. So there are ways of getting vitamin D from your food. Um, and and then when in terms of how it's measured, the units vary between countries as well. But you can go to your, your healthcare professional, your doctor, your GP, and get a simple blood test. They can check your vitamin D levels. If it's low, it may then be suitable to put you onto a vitamin D supplement. But again, if you can get just a smallest amount of sunlight each day, five minutes, that will be enough to boost up your vitamin D stores and ensure you're getting the calcium from the food into your bones to prevent the bones breaking down, to prevent the brittle bones and to prevent the osteoporosis. Something else we need to pay
1: attention to is vitamin B12. Explain why that makes that so important
2: for people like me who are 65 plus. It's another key nutrient of concern. Now, just like the lactase enzyme that we're producing less of as we age in the small intestine, believe it or not, we're also producing less of another enzyme known as intrinsic factor. Intrinsic factor is required in the stomach to absorb the vitamin B12 that we get from foods. Now, the reason we need vitamin B12 is to form healthy red blood cells which is required to transport oxygen around the body. So without sufficient vitamin B12, you're going to feel tired. You're going to feel lethargic, and you're not going to want to get off the couch. Now, vitamin B12 only comes from animal sources of food. You're not going to get it from plant sources. You will find it fortified in plant sources, but the absorption of that vitamin B12 is not often that great. So again, this is another one that you should be getting checked with your doctor, your vitamin B12 level, because it's likely that you might need a supplement, particularly over the age of 65, remember, purely because of the fact your body's producing less of this enzyme required to absorb it. And the most efficient way of of taking that supplement is actually by injection. You only need it once, Mm. once every six, 12 months. Um, But it's it's an injection that's the most uh, readily absorbed
1: form of taking it. A vitamin B, uh, a multivitamin containing B12 is not going to get that done? Can I not absorb that through my
2: digestive tract? It's unlikely you're going to absorb much of it and get enough of the small amount you need that your body uh, requires to perform that function of forming red blood cells. So if you're not eating any animal products... I would suggest going to your doctor and getting it tested because you might need an intravenous injection. If you're eating animal products, don't worry. Your vitamin B12 level is likely to be fine, even with that decline in intrinsic factor that we produce over the age of 65.
0: Sure.
1: You know, there's another factor here that has to do with nutrition as we age, and that is uh, people sometimes have problems with their teeth and they don't chew as well, or just the hassle factor of cooking at home uh, might make me inclined to eat less efficiently or choose more
2: prepared foods. Any thoughts on all of those points? That's another important consideration. As we age, uh, social isolation, um, uh, change in food preferences, taste, these are all coming into play. Okay, Food can become less appealing, can be harder to to digest or break down a lot of those um, foods we've been talking about, like the animal products. Mm -hmm. So making the switch to softer, more palatable foods, for instance, uh, mince instead of steak, is a simple way of still getting your nutritional requirements, but breaking down that barrier that might be stopping you from eating that food. So really when it comes down to it, there are going to be factors that do come into play at different stages of your life, But you need to be focusing on protein. So you need to be getting regular sources of of, of lean meat if you can. Remember, calcium is another important consideration. Plenty of dairy products. um, And with the vitamin vitamin D, like you said, when sunlight's not appropriate, opt for the fortified foods. And yes, you may need a supplement.
1: Another consideration is constipation. So if I'm adding more dairy into my diet, a lot of folks are going to have that issue. They're going to face that. Um, I know that dehydration among the, especially the the elderly when you're 85 plus, that's a very serious concern. But what about all of us on the younger side of that? How do we cope with that constipation?
2: Yeah, something that's it's very common, particularly as we, not just as an aging population, but also, as our waistlines start to increase, our diet is, is is not as healthy. We're getting less fiber and we're drinking less of, of, of um, the, you know, hydrating fluids like water. Now, as we age, and again, this is still early in life, our gut stops working as efficiently. So what I mean by that is it's not efficiently as mo- at moving f- waste products along the colon for removal. So you are more likely to become constipated and that's quite unpleasant. Now what you do to compensate or prevent that from happening is firstly you need to focus on fluid intake. It's one of the most important considerations. So every time you go to have a meal or a snack have some water, have a glass of water because if you have a glass of water you're going to be ensuring that you're hydrated. If you don't like water have some herbal tea, something that's going to be not caffeinated again to boost your hydration levels but Fibre is just as important. So with every meal, you should be having some whole grain bread or some brown rice or some fruit and vegetables because they're packed full of fibre and that fibre will help move everything along the digestive tract and out for, uh waste removal. That's two of the most cons- important considerations that we fail to neglect, particularly as we age. But then most importantly, the one we can't neglect is exercise because exercise moves everything along the gut. If you're exercising every day, you're very unlikely to be suffering from constipation. So they're the three factors you need to really work on, particularly over the age of uh, 40, 40, and that's water, fiber with every meal and exercise every day.
1: I know, I know, you've heard it before, but there's just no substitute for getting your body on the move. A 30 minute walk, five days a week. That is a great start. And better yet, throw in some resistance training to help protect the muscle mass that you have left. Hip and leg strength, man, so important for keeping your balance and avoiding all the risks that come with taking a fall during our golden years. In the show notes, you're going to find a link to suggestions for staying fit while we age by taking advantage of your Medicare benefits. Plus, I'll also link up Dr. Nick's podcast, Nine Minutes to Better Health. And while you're online, how about using the contact form at the Health Call website? Let me know what you'd like to hear and learn about in the future. I read every message, and you'll always get a reply. Thanks for being part of our family of listeners, and we'll see you next week on the Health Call Radio Hour.
0: You've been listening to the Health Call Radio Hour. The discussion of conditions and treatments on this program is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment by a healthcare professional who knows you and your health needs. Find the podcast of today's episode wherever you get your podcasts or watch extended video versions of today's interviews on the Health Call website at healthcall.live. While you're there, drop us a line to ask a question or suggest a topic for a future broadcast. Join us each week on this station for another edition of the Health Call Radio Hour.